There it is, opening round, opening bell, folks. Protect yourself at all times. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ganchos, aligado. You know where you're at, folks. Pacifico's boxing here out of Standing Eight Count Studios. Fonzo Ruiz, Rick Prado, excited to be here. I'm going to tell you something, Rick, before I hand it to you is. Good fights last week, or at least better fights. I know there was a little bit of a lull in the action. By the way, we're back to our regular uh, schedule. I was out in traveling in, back in Seattle over the week, okay? Everything was cool. I have to tell you about that trip. But I'm going to tell you something. I love and appreciate that Top Rank and ESPN put on their summer series when we had no boxing, and they were the first to really establish the MGM bubble, which was great. I think nobody can disagree with that, right? What I am a little bit perturbed with is the overhyping of their fighters, okay? You've got you know, Frampton and Conlon that fought this week, okay? Yeah. Here's an example. Frampton was absolutely floored by Josh Warrington, okay? Yeah. But when they talked about that, it was like, oh, he just wasn't ready and he wasn't in a good position. No, Warrington kicked his ass, Yeah. okay? And then now, of course, they've got, um, I don't even remember Frampton's opponent, but they basically have him fighting a nobody so that, oh, by the way, because they're in cahoots with the WBO, they can fight Jamal Herring for for that particular, for the 130-pound championship, basically. No, yeah, definitely. You know, there was a lot of overhyping going on. Um, him, Conlon, um, you know, I would have liked to have seen, you know, a third Santa Cruz fight. Uh, with him but um yeah you know fighting these guys you know we can't even remember the guy's name yeah and so and just again and just their feedback and sometimes they balance each other at conlon so there's another guy right mm -hmm. 28 years old timothy bradley actually made a point of it saying that you know his time is running out time is running out right yeah. like it's there if he's not why is he not fighting a named fighter why isn't he fighting somebody that actually has the ability to beat him. You know why, Rick? Because once he gets that one loss mm -hmm. and the chink in the armor is exposed, this is a guy, by the way, that draws thousands to fights. He's drawn thousands in New York and, of course, back home in Ireland. Forget it, right? No, yeah, you know, definitely a, a crowd favorite in uh, New York, um, Ireland. Um, but, you know, he also, too, was fighting a guy. You know, they stopped it in the 10th, you know. Yeah. Probably shouldn't got gotten him out of there before then. No, ab absolutely. Yeah. And you take a look, right? I mean, let's take a look. Sorry, I mean, I know it's it's early, it's early in the show, but you take a look at some of the, you know, the hundred. Well, and he was fighting at one twenty two. That's another thing, mm -hmm. right? Kind of moved down, or he was like, where are, where do you want to fight, right? Yeah. Are you one twenty six? Are you one twenty two? There's guys that are hanging around there, but they're not all top rank, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't really make that fight, anyways. Um, I think I mentioned in a previous show, right, Virgil Ortiz Jr. fights a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. If you go to ESPN.com and you go to their boxing link, you would have no idea that Virgil Ortiz fought. Yeah, no, ESPN, especially um, when they're covering boxing, it's, it's completely one-sided. You know, they're showing, you know, their fighters, you know, even the top uh, 25 fighters under 25. Right, you that's know, Most right. of them are top rank. That's right. You know, it just... Um, 
you know, very one-sided. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, right, this is the thing, and we've talked about this when we, our podcast about what's wrong with boxing, because obviously ESPN has ties with top rank, and they televise the top rank fights, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it, Imagine, you know, uh, ESPN being the official television network of the, of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Yeah. right? If that was the case, right, who would be on the front page? It would be Cody Ballinger, Mookie Turner, Betts. Mookie Betts. That's right. Now it seems like they're the, the television provider of the Yankees and the Red Sox, of course. Oh, no, yeah. Right? Well, that's the Sunday night game of the week. Every that's week. right. Every single every yeah. single week, right. Yeah. Well, who's, who's the game this week? Who are the Red Sox and who are the Yankees playing? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah, there's a, we already have an East Coast bias on that uh-huh. garbage, right? But on um, boxing, come on, guys. There's other boxing matches. There's other promoters. Worldwide entertainment, anyways. All right, I digress, Rick. So here we are. By the way, Rick, this is episode ten. No, yeah, it's it's great to be back. Uh, you know, on our regular time, regular day. That's right. Um, you know, ten episodes. You know, it's hard to believe. You know, we started this two and a half to three months ago. Yeah. And um, you know, we're at this point. That's exactly right. We've yeah. had world champions in studio. In studio. I mean, yeah. pound for pound, best fighters in the studio. Yeah. We've had, uh, you know, um, contenders, NABF champions, Adam Lopez. Mm-hmm. We've had fighters that are going to be making their debut. And by the way, we're still touching base yeah. with uh, Lázaro Lorenzana, Raúl Lizarraga, to see when they're going to fight. The COVID and all that is impacting them. Um, and, and by the way, right, I, you know, you always mention about um, how to find us on Apple iTunes and subscribe yeah. to us, etc., but also, right, a lot of folks don't know, is that there's other avenues as well, by the way. We're everywhere, right? We're on Spotify. Yeah. We're on Google Podcast. We're going to be on Amazon Podcast. Amazon is going to be hosting a yeah. podcast. We're on Podcast Addict. We're on a number of platforms that we weren't on day one. Yeah, and you can just you know, you know can search us on whatever search engine, you know, That's Pacific right. Coast Boxing, and uh, something will pop up for, um, you know, everyone to uh, – Listen and find our show. Um, in the meantime, you know, we, if you want to email us or comment us, you can hit us at counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Check out our Instagram page, Pacific Coast Boxing, Twitter at Pat Coast Boxing, and soon our website, pacificcoastboxing.com. Yeah, you know, you say so you've been saying soon, I think, for five or six weeks. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm gonna tell you something though, right? But we have a lot of our of our merchandise that's coming in, which uh-huh. is cool, right? And not necessarily merchandise to sell today, but merchandise that we're gonna start having available for giveaways. Yeah. For emails, yeah. for feedback and that kind of stuff. So we got a big week or a big week and a half. We kinda had an odd schedule because we had obviously the epic interview with Mikey Garcia that really we had to make over two weeks. Um I was out of town, by the way, last week in Seattle, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. Um, they've improved the whole airport and the whole traveling. Uh-huh. Just so you know, I don't know if you've traveled in a yeah. while on my, an airplane. You don't like to fly anyways. Well, I don't like to fly anyways, but my wife did come back from Virginia. And, yeah. um, you know, she said, the planes are packed. I don't know how packed uh, your plane was, but yeah. uh, her flight LAX to, um, where was it, um, Charlotte? Yeah. Full. Yeah, mine wasn't. Now I yeah. fly. I flew out of Ontario though. Yeah. I don't like flying all the way over to LAX. Yeah. But well, here's the interesting thing. Okay, is that a couple things that were of note, right? So when you well in the at the restroom, there was actually soap in every dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what a what a shocker, yeah. right? And then right outside the outside the restroom in the hallways, you know, they had the kind of the obligatory. Um, 
dispenser sanitized sanitizer mm-hmm. dispensers. They actually had sanitizer in them. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So the funny thing to me is like, where has this been the whole time, right? Yeah. You know, the, most of the time you go to the airport and it's a little run down. Yeah. You know, stuff's missing. There's there's no t- paper towels after you wash your hands. That's right. You know, but, that's right. Uh, you put your hand underneath the sensor and then yeah. no, nothing nothing comes out. Even at a regular um, even at a regular restroom, restaurant, bar, mm-hmm. etc. How many times do you go in there and there's actually soap in the dispenser? Yeah, it, it it's rare. Never. Yeah. We used to have the old powder. Remember you had mentioned? Uh-huh. You push up on the thing and then the powder <laughs> comes out, right? Yeah, definitely. Maybe yeah. we need to go back to the powder. And so, maybe that stuff was stronger, too. Um, yeah. You know, it definitely, you know, it, it would uh, scrape your hands pretty good. You'd get the, you know, feel like little pieces of rock. That's right. Yeah. I know. But it made us who we are, right? <laughs> yeah. it, made, it, made, it made us who we are. Anyways, I digress on that. But that's kind of why we we're kind of at an odd schedule, fans. Mm-hmm. But we will start to post... Uh, this again weekly. We were really posting them like every Tuesday, so that's what we'll do just to make sure that everybody's caught up to speed. A lot to talk about, Rick, and I know we're going to get to that in the news. I don't yeah. want to steal your thunder. Uh, for me, you know, a couple of highlights: um, Cecilia Brockes uh-huh. um, lost her championship, and I'll tell you what stood out for me. Not so much the fight. I know there's some controversy about who they felt that maybe you know that, that Cecilia, you know, you, you got to take it from the champ, all that stuff. Mm-hmm whatever right it was a good fight it was a close fight it was the sportsmanship that she showed in losing and here's somebody okay that she's held some version of that welterweight women's title since 2009 and she held every title undisputed since 2014 25 title defenses okay i think only joe lewis did the same thing the first lady of boxing yeah i thought it was absolutely amazing how she handled it afterwards how she was somewhat passing the torch unbelievable moment in sports in my opinion yeah no no, it was a great moment um you know uh, also props to uh matchroom um who host who had the fight um loved the whole backdrop of the tulsa oklahoma you know, downtown area. Yeah. You know, the whole thing looked great. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, definitely um, gracious in defeat. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see her break uh, Joe Luce's record. But, you know, it uh, sometimes when you leave it up to the judges, you yeah. know, what, what, what sticks out to me is her record. She's 36 and one now. Yeah. Nine knockouts. Yeah, I know. You know, if you yeah. leave it up to the judges, yeah. eventually, you know, yeah. this is going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, and it's tough, right? Because, in a lot of ways, right, she dominated women's boxing when we talk about how boxing struggles, period, mm-hmm. right? Forget about, you know, women's boxing, men's boxing struggles because not all the best fights are made. Obviously, if men's boxing struggles, then, you know, women are, it's just, it's it's an unfortunately even more of an uphill climb. And she did a lot of what she did, right, mm-hmm. when it was really unnoticed. And yeah. remember, she, she was the last fight and she headlined the last uh, televised fight on HBO. Yeah, yeah, no, I I do remember that. Yeah, she was the last one, and and, you know, you know, if she starts what she does today, Mm -hmm. right, probably gets a lot more notoriety, a lot more uh, marketing, and all that revenue, etc. Yeah, no, I I definitely think women's sports in general now is good point bigger than you know it was five, ten years ago. No, that's exactly right. I think I mean there was even her home country Norway. There wasn't even women's boxing wasn't even allowed. Yeah, so. I thought that was amazing. So, you know, good on her, good for boxing, great that the way she handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what's coming up today, Rick, because we got a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about, right? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I know, you know, the Romero, Marinez, there was that fight also, mm-hmm. right? Um, by the way, 
neither one of them. A lot of people are upset, I know, with Romero and the decision and all that. Here's the thing. I don't see him as a world-class fighter beating any of the champions anyways. Yeah, okay? no. So, um, you know, and he, he barely beats this guy, you know, for for a while, this Rolly Romero, he's been calling out Ryan Garcia. Right. You know, and he's been doing it for a couple of years now. Even Oscar right. came out and said, you know, We've got bigger fish to fry. That's right. This guy now. No, that's right. And and here's the thing: Garcia would destroy him, as would yeah. a lot of the top lightweights. Yeah. Right. Just based on what we've seen. To his defense, he started boxing when he was 17. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I know <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Those results a little bit. Um, I know Benavides missing weight. We're going to yeah. talk about that in the news and give. And we're going to give you our take on what we think on that. So we got the news. I know we got the stat of the week. And here's what we're going to do, folks. Here's the bonus for this particular week. We're going to talk about, because a lot of the fights, Rick, they're starting to materialize now mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. And just to give everybody a little teaser, there's 20 weeks left in the year. There's 18 fight cards that have been etched in stone as far as they're going to happen. And so we're going to break down not all of those 18, but we're going to highlight those 18. And we're going to talk about, of those 18, which ones are super fights, which ones are worth watching, which ones are fighters' fans' fights, and which ones, quite honestly, are probably just snoozers because they had to put somebody on that particular weekend. So, all right, folks, give us a minute. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, back. Um, and you had it right, Rick. It's nice to be back on our on our regular schedule. For folks, in case you guys were not keeping track, we usually do our podcast recording on Monday nights, mm-hmm. right? And then we're able to post that, so we're able to give you the weekend fights, updates, etc., so that you're up to speed. You can kind of start the week off. Um, you should have it by Tuesday, so you can kind of start the week and, and you know on your way home, on your way to work, whatever that is. So, um, so not a lot of fights the week prior to this, Rick. Yeah. But last week finally started some fights, and then of course we got all the other stuff going on with mm-hmm. fights being made, etc. So let's talk boxing news. Okay, um, I think the biggest boxing news over the past weekend is we finally got the uh, Lomachenko uh, Teofimo Lopez fight. Confirmed, everything signed, sealed, delivered. October seventeenth, it'll be in Las Vegas, and it'll be on regular ESPN. Yeah, it'll be on regular ESPN. Thanks to uh, Bob Arum. Bob Arum, yeah, he definitely he yeah. stepped up big time on this one. That's exactly um, right. ESPN That's exactly right. stepped up big time. You yeah, know, you don't have to get ESPN Plus. He's doing yeah. us a bottle, they say. You know, like yeah. yeah, but we all owe we all owe Mr. Arum. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'd be forking out pay per view money mm-hmm. or going to um, you know all the different places, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so th- yeah, thank thank you, Mr. Aram. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like you have billions and millions of other dollars. Give me a break, by the yeah. way. Come on, yeah. you know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's let's just talk reality there. Most boxing fans. Now we're going to talk about this in our next segment mm-hmm. when we talk about all the fights. Okay, but yes, that is probably the premier fight for the rest of the year. That is a super fight. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think we listed it as one of our five at the beginning of. Uh, you know, podcast. Uh, that's right. What, two or three. That's right. Somewhere in there. But, that's exactly. Um, that's exactly right. So you got that one. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, we got. You know, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah. Santa Cruz and Davis, etc. But you know, if he felt that it was going to generate, 
okay, mm-hmm. the type of money that it could on pay-per-view, that fight would be on pay-per-view. No, yeah, it, w- okay. it, it would be. I think as, as boxing fans, big boxing fans, we know these two guys. Yeah. Regular boxing fans or the people that don't watch all that often. Right. They don't know these two guys. No, no, you're right. Yeah. They're not. So even though we have it as a super fight, uh-huh. and again, we'll get into that super fight or what we mean by a super fight. I'll give you a little teaser. We're going to give yeah. you a definition of what that is. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole thing about, you know, Bob Arum putting it on. No, Mr. Arum, that's because you'd probably knew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do enough data analytics that the yeah. fight probably wasn't going to generate enough. And, and it cost them money to put it on pay-per-view, by the way. Yeah. So it's not free for them, okay? So they're going to end up doing better by putting it on regular ESPN with the advertisers, et cetera, right, mm-hmm. that are on ESPN. That's yeah. a fact. Either way, okay, so what, Alfonso, Rick, who cares? Bottom line is we're getting the fight. We're getting the fight. We're so the there fight. we go. So, so right? no no credit for Aaron. No, no credit for Aaron. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no credit for Aaron for doing that. Yeah. I will give credit, however, if it's true – to um, Lomachenko, uh-huh. who supposedly took um, a little bit lower pay or took a cut from his pay. Well, I think he was right? he was willing to do it. Yeah, he did. I think it didn't come down to that. I think yeah. ESPN stepped up and said, "Okay, we'll give Lopez what he wants. Yeah, let's get this fight done. Let's get it on, you know, regular ESPN. Yeah, you know, let's, I gotcha. uh, let's advertise it. You know, we'll, we'll make some pretty good money. And that. again, and and we get it, right? We talk about the challenges on both sides, right? There's no revenue from the gate, which is a big source of um, of money for the fighters, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, you got all the other uh, concessions and all that, right, that goes along yep. with all that, all, all in the same bucket, bottom line. It's not there. All you've got is the television, mm-hmm. the advertisers, the et cetera, commercial. That's, that's all that you've got. So I get it. At the same time, we've talked about that a fighter's um, light, you know, the span in boxing, it's, it's very short-lived. Mm-hmm. Right when they can take the the opportunity to really cash in yeah. and capitalize on on their you know on the earnings. So I get Teofimo Lopez. I don't know what the exact numbers are. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But again, I did. It sounded right. And just listening to Lomachenko, who probably right, he has enough money anyways. Yeah. Okay. He does. He's not, a little different, right? So it does appear that Lomachenko really does want to fight for the legacy of fighting the very best. And Teofimo's kind of been like that gnat, right, that's been bothering him for yeah. years, kind of calling him out, finally wins the championship by beating Richard Kami. It's like, okay, now you're a champion. Now let's get it on. So I think kudos to Lomachenko for not playing hardball either. And so, and, and they, they did report that uh, Lomachenko's making 3.25 mil for okay. this one. Yeah. And um, Lopez is going to make 1.5. Yeah. So I think I think Lopez I think was getting closer to a mil. Yeah. And I think he wanted to that, you know, extra half a mil. Sure. And that was the uh the hey, point he wanted. Hey, to those get are to. taxes right there, right? Yeah. Those are taxes. You remember that money's gotta be um, you know, distributed amongst his team. Mm-hmm. I know his you know, his dad trains him, et cetera, yeah. but he's got several other people that he's gotta pay. And all right, not only with COVID, but the way fighters are today, it's like there's not too many fights that Teofimo's going to make. He should be making a lot more money, Yeah. but he's still starting out. So, hey, good on him. The fight's mm-hmm. being made. Um, is there? But did they nail down a date yet? October no, 17th. October 17th. So it'll be um, in the bubble yeah. unless you know, something 
drastic happens with the whole COVID thing, but yeah. they're expecting in the bubble, no fans, yeah, um, regular ESPN. And that's unfortunate, right? I mean, that's a fight. All of these fights, right? All of these we can talk, especially the ones we're going to talk about in the next segment. Yeah. We'd love to hear the fans. What a difference it would make mm. to have the fans there. But I think it's good that they're finally really starting to face reality, right? Yeah. That it's not going to happen. It didn't open up the way that we all would have liked for it mm-hmm. to have. It just is what it is. Yeah. This uh, is what we have. Yeah. Uh, next thing we've got is um, the exhibition between uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Yeah, it, it's going to be scored. Um, before there wasn't, um, it wasn't going to be scored. Uh, now there's going to be a winner. Uh, one of the sanctioning bodies is going to uh, score the fight and present the winner with a special belt. Yeah, uh, the undercard's starting to take shape. You know, they've got Badu Jack on the undercard. Um, you know, they also pushed it back uh, since we've been off. Yeah. It was supposed to be September 12th. Now it's right. November 28th so right. that you can get the advertising out. Yeah. And, um, you know, the real reason why they pushed it back is they weren't going to make any money on the September 12th. Yeah. You know, Again, it back another one. No, absolutely right. It's it's, it's, November it's, 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 it's another reason. That's one, right, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you mentioned about the um, they're now going to judge it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Does anybody really give a crap about no. whether or not they're going to score it or not? Both of these guys, and I hate that we have to talk about it, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Okay. Um, both of these guys passed their prime. Yeah. Way past their prime. Neither one of these guys would be the top ten heavyweight in the division today. None of them. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to talk about a, the elite heavyweights, forget about it. Okay. Well, Tyson's prime was the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roy Jones's prime, yeah, the nineties, right? You know, it's twenty years ago, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Both of them, be you know, be you know, who, who beat Tyson? I we know we talked about this. Yeah. Not uh, not Peter McNeely. He beat Peter McNeely. Um, I forget who the guy that his last fight. McBride. Yeah, McBride. Yeah, right. And of course, you know, uh, um, Roy Jones continues to fight. You know, even though he shouldn't be fighting. No. I'm sorry, and you know what? What shocker? A sanctioning body. <laughs> Is going to present it with the championship, right? Yeah, uh, and, my, my guess is WBC. Right. And here's why, right? I'm going to go ahead and think ahead for if, if you guys are not. Okay, guess why, Rick? Because they can continue now to have the rights to sanction that particular belt yeah. should either one of those fighters continue to fight again. Why would they not? Yeah. Based on the money that it generates, you know, some kind of WBC legend title, right? You know, something you know, WBC, right? I mean, we we got the the gold, the interim, mm-hmm. the regular, right? So maybe right, the HOF, you know, the Hall of Fame, yeah. right? The something, yeah, some legend, and then guess what? So let's just say Mike Tyson wins that fight. So yeah. guess what? Now he holds the coveted, you know, whatever yeah. old timers award or belt. Now he gets to fight. Um, Evander Holyfield, Holyfield for it, yeah. and then who knows, right? Here comes everybody else. Yeah, you know, uh, you know. Let's just let's just pray that it doesn't get to the point where there's a WBC silver right Hall of Fame right. Championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's uh, freaking crazy, man. Uh, uh, and it's gonna happen. Watch, it's gonna happen, Rick. They're gonna have this belt. And they're going to start fighting for it because it's like, hey, and then here come all these Bobby. It's a matter of time, but where's Bobby Chez? Yeah. You know, Bobby Chez fell. I used to like Bobby Chez, by the way. He's the one that used yeah. to say, the beginning of the end, right? Yeah. That was his his, his catchphrase. Matter of time before he comes out because you got to be in the heavyweight division. Yeah. You know? 
Well, I, I think eventually, yeah, they, they'll get into the lower divisions as well. But uh, to start off, it'll be, uh, you know, the heavyweights. No um, one wants to see these guys. I'll be honest with you. I don't even watch the uh, – they changed the golf tour to the Champions Golf Tour, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know if you follow golf. I don't think you follow golf. Yeah, no, uh, you, a little bit, but not yeah, the, I follow golf, right? Big golf yeah. fan. G- great golfer, by the way. Yeah. Talking about myself. Yeah. But um, – they have a champions tour, which is basically, you know, all the guys that used to compete at the pro level, you know, but can you have to be over 50 years old? Mm-hmm. So you got guys like Bernard Linger. You got a guy named Hale Irwin that used to dominate, right? But Hale Irwin never dominated the regular golfing yeah. tour. Bernard Langer, eh, somewhat now yeah. legend, right? Yeah. In the in the quote unquote in the champions tour. Who gives a crap? Yeah, nobody cares. I don't care. He's beating guys that are old, man, in their 50s. They even have guys, seriously, like guys that were driving a truck that just so happened to be really good at golf, and they qualified for the Champions Tour as long as you're over 50. Yeah. So, But boxing is different, you know? Yeah. Now, does this change your mind? Mario Lopez is going to be the MC for the event. See, that gives it a little bit more of a legitimacy. Yeah. No, it doesn't change at all. Yeah, you know my opinion of Mario Lopez, right? <laughs> Again, a lot of kudos to him, right? I'll tell you the story one day. I met him at Universal uh, Cineplex uh-huh. back in the late 80s. Oh, wow. While he was still, uh, what's his character? Uh, Not Screech, A.C. Slater, right. right. I ran into him there, had a, you know, talked to him, whatever. Here's the thing. Very proud of what he's done, you know, Hispanic, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I think that's all cool. But you know what I don't like about him? He's not a fighter. Okay, yeah. he talks and goes on his podcast and talks as if he's a fighter. No one sees him as a fighter, <laughs> except himself. You know, yeah. If Mario Lopez wants to know who sees himself as a fighter, he just needs to look in the mirror. Yeah, that's the only guy. That's the only guy. Nobody else sees him as a. He was interviewing uh, Vasily Lomachenko once, and he was trying to uh, show Lomachenko how you know he also was injured, right? How he injured his calf or something. He tore by, his, his, I think he tore his Achilles. Yeah, how yeah. how he tore his Achilles by throwing a hook and how he knows. And Lomachenko just looked at him like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there he is. So he's yeah. doing the fight, huh? Yeah, he's doing the I'm seeing the event. Unbelievable. All right, cool. Uh, um, all right, let's also. Now we know it's legit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll touch on, you know, some of the fights from the past weekend. Um, Rolando Roly Romero. Um he got a uh, decision victory. Yeah. Over Marinus. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of the fight? I thought it was a good fight, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, Romero just started fighting when he was 17, mm-hmm. and you can tell. Because if you look, right, he almost fights as if it's a street fight, yeah. right? He's not boxing. He's just going in there, just kind of wailing away. And most of the competition up to this point, right, crumbled under him. 90%. I think there was only. Um, I think he only had 11 fights going into that fight. You, you may have to check that out. But it was like 90% knockout ratio going mm-hmm. into that fight, okay? Which means he's fighting a lot of guys that are, you know, underclass, whatever. So kudos to him. But um, I st- I'll be honest with you. I didn't see that as some um, robbery. Yeah, no. It, I didn't see it as uh, a robbery. Yeah. I, I, I know all three judges. And remember my whole formula about the whole 50% and mm-hmm. all that stuff? I know a lot of fans still – Still hasn't been clarified for them. That wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have worked in this situation. Yeah, because all three judges had it for Romero. Yeah, 
So yeah. it wouldn't have helped at all. No, well, yeah, we, it wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think he, what he was saying was, you know, he didn't didn't really try to engage. You know, he was just he was running most of the fight. Right. Um. So, you know, he, these fights, you know, try to knock somebody out. Right. And then and then you won't have to worry about the judges. Right. No, that's right. And again, that's that's his style. So, you know, I mentioned in the intro. I don't see either one of these guys as a threat to anybody in the lightweight mm-hmm. division. I know he had been calling out uh, Ryan Garcia. He's not going to beat any of the guys in the lightweight division. If Romero fights Teofimo Lopez, that fight is over in 35 seconds. Yeah. You know, that's, he, how, that's how badly it would end. Yeah. 30, 35 seconds. That fight would be over in under three rounds, if, and that's only if um, Teofimo decides to carry him for three rounds. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, Kami would demolish him. No, yeah, it, um, it just the skills aren't there. You know, maybe maybe it's he doesn't have that amateur pedigree. A lot of these guys have, um, but yeah, it. Uh, it's just a robbery. It wasn't a robbery. Yeah. I know Steve Farhood and folks had it for. I get it, but mm-hmm. I'm watching that fight and it's like mm, I, I don't know. Yeah, just, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, also, too, you know the the Fram- uh, Frampton. Um, Frampton Conlin fights this weekend. Yeah, uh, you know we touched on those earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, Frampton did what he was supposed mm-hmm. to, right? He took the guy out. Neither one of them was fighting anyone, okay? Like they say, you know, the, the that had a punch, right? He couldn't break an egg, yeah, as they say. Um, couldn't break an egg with anything, mm-hmm. okay? So not the top tier opponents. With in Frampton's case, a hundred percent a setup fight uh, to fight uh, Jamal Herring. Okay, that's a hundred percent all that was right. Yeah. Herring's got a fight coming up here. Is it later this month or sometime? Against uh, Okendo. Yeah, nine five. So early next uh, month, September fifth. That's a setup fight. Okay, the WBO, of course, top rank Bob Arum. That they're all in cahoots. So that's all that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think that um, that. Frampton belongs at 130. Mm-hmm. I think if there's an opponent that he could beat, it's probably Herring. Yeah. If he's got any shot, um, you got um, Jojo Diaz hanging around 130. Of course, you got Leo Santa Cruz. And can you imagine uh, Frampton against Miguel Burchelt? Uh, it's, oh, it would. That's another fight that would maybe go around. Yeah. There's no way. Now yeah. put him. You know, Oscar Valdez. You know that that would be an yeah, interesting maybe. fight. Yeah, that would be a very yeah. entertaining fight. I like Frampton, by the way. I'm uh-huh. a Frampton fan. Uh-huh. I just don't see him moving up any higher than that and, and dominating. No, but, no. But if he can he, do it, he's 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 not that tall. You know, he it uh, the weight he was at this weekend looked too heavy for. Yeah, yeah. his his best days were uh, clearly at um, at featherweight. Yeah, and then junior uh, featherweight. Benavides, you know, he lost his 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 title on the scale. I yeah. uh, came in at about three pounds overweight, uh, stripped of his uh, his title. Uh, he made excuses, saying that uh, he didn't realize, you know, when when he got into the bubble, that he wasn't going to have a sauna, he wasn't going to have this, that, and the other. You're a champion, world champion. You've got to. Shouldn't you know this stuff ahead of time? Yeah, it was interesting because I'm listening to uh, to every interview that he did, mm-hmm. right. And on one hand, it's like he's owning it, but he's not owning it. No. Right? He's owning it saying, hey, it's all my bad. I own it. Mm -hmm. But then he talks about how, to your point, you know, he's used to spending time in the sauna, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. 
So now at the end of the day, I mean, what a major screw up, right? Basically, yeah, loses the title outside of the ring, which is the worst thing. We could talk about whatever we want. We don't have a lot, you know, we don't think highly of all the sanctioning bodies Mm -hmm. and all their bogus championships that they have, but they do mean something to the fighters and they do carry leverage, right? And weight, no pun intended, right? To say you are the WBC super middleweight champion, that means something and that gives you bargaining and leverage. Yeah. Against um, any fight you have, you know, and if nothing else, you know, it's it's going to cost his uh, pocketbook. Oh you yeah, know, when he's going to fight his next fight, he's not the champion. That's exactly you know, right. What, uh, he he loses his leverage on the on the negotiating. No, um, that's exactly right. And I think uh, you know Timothy Bradley made the point, which is a good one. Other fighters are making. Yeah, they had that one fighter that didn't make the weight, but mm-hmm. he was off by like you know twenty pounds or yeah. whatever. But yeah, this is unacceptable. How yeah. are all the other fighters making it? Adam Lopez, who we had on, mm-hmm. right, on uh, episode uh, uh, six, I think, um, you know, he went through and articulated very well mm-hmm. all the different challenges that they had to do. So that's the thing. It's like if this was a first fight, I get it, right? Yeah. In other words, if this was the first or second fight during the pandemic and all of the, you know, logistics and, and hoops that you, that you have to jump through. But this is already like card number. A couple months. Yeah, it's already yeah, a couple, couple months. months. So to not know that yeah. is is unacceptable. And, uh, you know, we touched us on this before, but uh, how did you think uh, Abner Mars did? <laughs> I'll be honest. So here's the thing, right? I didn't really have anything. Um, I'm glad that you asked. So yeah. he did okay. He, he, okay, he did okay. Here's yeah. the thing. Okay, Abner... I love you as a fighter. Uh-huh. I do. I think he's a good fighter. Um, I actually was laughing because one of the questions they asked him, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't on the main event. It was uh-huh. the fight before that. It was uh, the Romero and Marinez fight. And they said, hey, what do you think? Um, I think they were asking him, what do you think Romero needs to do? Uh-huh. You're right. What do you think he needs to do better? And his response, right, which could only come from a multi-division champion and somebody who's been in the squared circle, he uh-huh. said, um, I think he needs to land more clean rights. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. That's uh, what he said. And I thought, wow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff that's right good there. Stuff. Yeah, because, um, yeah, what you know, I, I would have never thought of that. For me, he just seemed a little robotic, a little, like, almost, they would go to him with a question, and it would almost be like he was reading it. Yeah. And he sounded real stiff. Um, you know, I, I, I need Pauli Malanaji back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, amongst others. The other thing, too, like at the very beginning of that, um, Fatalicast, when they had all four of them, right? Yeah. Um, all four of them were looking at me, the viewer, like they were looking straight at the camera. And um, Abner Mars was looking to the left. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> so right off the bat, it was just rookie, right? Yeah, yeah you could see him. He's looking to the left. And it's, and it's like I wanted to – I had to move. I had to move to the right side of my television to make eye contact with Abner Morris. <laughs> that's that's what I had to do, right? Yeah. And then everybody else started talking. I'm like, okay, now I'm looking at you forward, okay? But again, you know what? It's only his second time. Maybe he's yeah. spoken before. Now, the only reason we're doing this, right? Because Plumby could say, man, you guys are being a bunch of haters. If you're Abner Morris or Abner Morris's team and mm-hmm. you're listening to this, hey, man, um, valid and honest feedback is a gift. Yeah, no, and definitely, you know, like right. we're, we're Abner Mara's fans. You know, hundred percent. We, we we love him as a boxer. Yep. We want to see him get better. You know, um, and I, and like I've said in the, on this podcast before, I like him in studio. Yeah, when he's, that's when he's right. Breaking down fights. That's right. That's um, right. You know, he seems a little bit more natural in that environment, 
And it could just be, this is the second time we've heard him. Right. You know, maybe, you know. Right. He could get better. You know, it, uh, you know, but uh, it, at, at times it seemed a little rough. It seems to me, too, like they constantly have to, like, you know, uh, set it up on a tee for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're constantly having to set it up. And so, Abner, what do you see when this and that? I would like to see him be a little bit more proactive, yeah. right? And I'm going to speak like in fighters' terms. He needs to stick the jab out a little bit more yeah. and take control of the fight, yeah. so to speak, right? Not he's constantly counterpunching as mm-hmm. a color commentator. And, and and it could be, too, just maybe the, being the color commentator is just not in him. Um, as a boxer, hmm. yeah. you know, he wasn't the... The mouth running type, you know, yeah. like a Roy Jones, mm-hmm. who's also a good commentator. He ran his mouth inside, right. outside the ring. Right. He had the gift of being able to right. to run his mouth. Yeah. Same thing as Pauli Malinaji. Yeah. Malinaji no, might yeah. not have been a you know the greatest boxer in the ring. He's a champion. He was hey, a champion. He was good. Division champion. He was good. Yeah. But yeah, with his mouth running yeah. his mouth and yeah. talking. Yeah. You know. He's Hall of Famer. No, that's it. That's you know, that's a Hall good. That's it. That's a good point. But that is a great point. Yeah. So hopefully, but it's a skill that could be learned. Yeah. And so, hey, listen, Abner Morrison team, we're just giving you feedback because if you're going to be on these telecasts and we're going to have to listen to you, we're just giving you feedback, brother, mm-hmm. to help you get better. Yeah. Thick skin here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we get counterpunched and we get yeah. told about some of the bad things we do, uh-huh. and we're okay with it. Yeah. That's what it's about. But we're <laughs> professionals. <laughs> So, no, yeah, definitely, and uh, you know we have some uh, big fights coming up uh, this week. Um, let's see, we've got on Saturday, I believe, the twenty second. Make sure that's Saturday. Yeah, there's like multiple cards going on yeah. this this Saturday. So we, we we should get some good boxing this weekend. Yes, yeah, Saturday yeah. from Los Angeles, Sean Porter, Sebastian mm-hmm. Formella. It'll be nice to. See, I don't know much about Sebastian Formella, but it'll be nice to see you know Sean Porter get back in the ring. You know. Yeah. Good fighter. Um, you asked that. It reminds me when they asked uh, Charles Barkley, what do you know about uh, Angula, <laughs> right? Yeah. When they were going to play them in the uh, you know, in the basketball in the 92 Olympics. And he said, I don't know anything about them other than that they're in trouble. <laughs> so it's a it's a trifecta this weekend, right, yeah. Rick? You got the Alvarez Smith. Alvarez Smith. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to this fight. You know, I think it's going to be, you know, and these guys aren't, World class fighters. Yeah, but I think it'll be a, an entertaining fight. Uh, undercard looks pretty good. You know, you've got Rob Brandt. That's right. You know, we've seen Rob That's Brandt right. fight. Yeah. In person a couple right. times. You know, spoken yep. with him. Right. Um, Clay Collard, another mm-hmm. one of your favorites. Yeah. You know, he, he's yeah, in he's action. He's back on. He's back on the card. Yeah. yeah. Third third fight here. Third fight. Yeah. He's so, one that uh, beat David Kaminsky in the. Uh, and he's and he's moving up the uh, the card. That's about a eight fight card. He's this listed third. That's pretty good. You know, that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, that's a that's a decent card. I'm gonna tell you about the best card. I'm gonna save that, mm-hmm. right? The card of the year. Yeah. Right? That we would fly out to if they would allow fans, mm-hmm. and I would, right? I would yeah. even write you a permission slip and yeah. get you out there. But that's a decent card because of the fighters that you just named. Like if we were watching that live, mm-hmm. right? I wanna see Alvarez Smith. It's a good fight. Rob Brandt, right? Yeah. Former middleweight champion, lost to the Japanese uh Murata san. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Clay Collard, who you know is entertaining. Yeah, good card. That's all we're asking for. And we kind of skipped over this, but um, in Spain this Friday. Yeah, the return. Yeah, 
Martinez? Sergio Martinez. Yeah, Sergio yeah. Maravilla. Yeah. yeah. No, I know that. Um, the other ones, like you said, by the way, and we're going to get to that more in the next segment mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about how. I'll give everybody a little teaser. 20 weeks left in the year, and we've got 18 uh, fight cards. Yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty good, except when we start to really break down those cards. Yeah. Talk about yeah. what fights, because here's the thing. Like this weekend, we already talked about the Alvarez Smith, Rob Brandt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sean Porter, Sebastian Formula. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't even have a nickname in boxing rec. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have a nickname, you yeah. know. At least like Erickson Lubin, yeah. who's fighting on uh, November the nineteenth. He's you know the yeah. hammer. Well, well, generally when they don't have a nickname, they yeah. just say hard hitting, right. I mean, Whatever his name. Yeah, is. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. hard hitting for Mula. That's right. <laughs> he's thirty three years old, clearly past his prime. Yeah. Sean Porter's gonna you know mow over him. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, right? No doubt about that. And then the uh, the Dylan White Pavotkin fight. Okay. That one could be interesting. Yeah, it'll okay. be nice. The uh, zone. So if there's a fight uh, that I'm going to watch, it's going to be that one. Yeah, even on the undercard, Katie Taylor. Yeah. Um, you know she fights her. She she's the WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF, yep. lightweight champion. That's going to be a good fight. Division. Just to see her fight, like yeah. she's a, she's a huge name in women's boxing. Yeah, huge huge name. Um, so you know a lot of boxing this weekend. There's, there's three cards. You got DAZN, you got yeah. Fox, yeah. Um, and the other one, ESPN Plus. You know, there's going to be good fights. You know, this weekend. Which I don't like, by the way. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you because, like, this weekend was was um, it worked out because mm-hmm. the uh, Frampton Conlon fights uh-huh. were at you know one in the afternoon local, yeah. right? So I was able to watch those on ESPN, mm-hmm. and then I went ahead and in the evening I just I was watching ESPN. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Showtime fights. Yeah. With David Benavides, right? Yeah. And that was the Romero. The problem for me, right, is that you have to somehow pivot between the fight on Showtime to the fight on DAZN, mm-hmm. which means what? You got to switch completely. Like That's you can't right. even switch channels. You got to right. switch That's right. all apps. On right. Your, on I, your can't even, I can't even do that. Like the previous button on uh-huh. the control doesn't freaking work. No. No. You're, right? You're stuck. Uh, unless you you know you pick one and watch the other on your phone, you know. Yeah. But, but who's going who to do that? Yeah, who's going to do that? I, I've and I've literally tried to do that before. I've literally yeah. tried to watch and I can't. Right. Yeah. So it's bad enough, right, that we struggle to get the best boxing matches, but then they schedule them on top of each other. The good news is he, is this, Rick. That's the only weekend so far for the rest of the year where they stacked all yeah. of those cards in one day. Also, too, yeah, which we didn't mention yet, there was a UFC. Pay per view that that, yeah, that night. That's so right. Yeah, boxing that's right. lost some fans. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Either watching the zone. That's right. Watching um, the Showtime fights. Yeah. Because UFC's on too. Right. And most people, let's be honest, are gonna watch the Cormier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Miocic or what's Miocic. Miocic yeah. fight. Most of them are gonna watch that fight. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. The casual fight fan is gonna watch that one. No. Yeah. Definitely. You and I. Yeah. We're gonna watch David Benavides. We're gonna watch Frampton. But yeah, I don't like that. That's the one yeah. thing with the zone. And I don't think they think about that, right? Like, we may joke about it, mm-hmm. but it's a serious thing. Because, let's be honest, right? When there's, like, a DAZN fights mm-hmm. and there's an undercard or there's a lull in the action, I'm going to go. I'm gonna watch the Dodger game. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch. I'm going to, you know, who stays on one channel and just watches it for mm-hmm. three hours? It doesn't happen. No. But with DAZN, I don't get a chance to do that. Yeah. I don't think they quite thought that all the way through, yeah. even in this age of, you know, smart televisions and whatnot, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the tough part of, you know, switching back and forth. It's almost like you have to set up two TVs. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And that's that, that's hassle, bringing one down You from can't even do the classic, yeah, the picture-in-picture. Picture. No. 
Remember the picture in picture, yeah. the pip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened to those days? Yeah. It uh, it makes it tough. Yeah. What do we have? Like a bar in our houses where we yeah. can have two to three TVs, <laughs> right? Yeah. And different inputs, and then the internet. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. No. Yeah. And um, let's see. I got one last thing for you. I told you I was going to surprise you with um, a little bit of news. There's a surprise. Breaking. This is breaking news. This is yeah, breaking news. Yeah. Um, I have to put in a sound for this. So yeah. You, yeah. One of your favorite fighters. Yeah. Is is back? Okay. We're working out. Three years. Mm-hmm. He's been on the shelf. Yeah. And uh, I know you're going to be excited. Okay. One hint. Yeah. Mr. Fantasy Springs. Oh, uh, Randy Caballero. Randy Caballero. Wow. He's back. That's He's finally huge. healthy. Oh, no He's kidding. He's working out. Wow. He's ready to go. Wow. Um, you know, I, I knew you would be excited. He's going to turn 30 in September. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he feels good. He's a pup. Here's and, the thing. Uh, a, a young 30 because uh-huh. he, he hasn't fought, so he's fresh. Yeah, he's fresh. He's fresh. Yeah. Fresh legs, fresh everything. So, yeah, 24 and 1, 14 knockouts. You know, his only loss only was lost to Diego De La Hoya. Diego De La Hoya. Uh, right. Which he, he blamed on not having, you know, he had a bad leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see him. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know how it is. Try, you know, we're baseball players. Try uh-huh. hitting when you've got a bad wheel or hurt yeah. knee. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. So that was just announced uh, recently, huh? Recently, yeah. Wow. Now, I wonder, really, right, is he still with Golden Boy? I believe so. The article seemed to mention, you know, that uh, yeah, uh, Gomez, uh, the guy who uh, who schedules the fights, yeah, uh, he he was excited that you know this was great news that wow. he's going to be able to. That's uh, huge. Former champion, okay. Yeah. Former champion. Let's let's cut him some slack here. Yeah. Former champion. Uh, what was it? He was down in the band. It was a uh, uh, bantamweight, one twenty-two, one twenty-six, somewhere in there. Yeah, super bantamweight. You know, mm-hmm. feather featherweight, right around there. Yeah. And then injuries kind of slowed him down. Yeah. Always a huge draw, crowd favorite at the Fantasy Springs. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, right? He draws fans by the thousands. Yeah. And you and I have been there, Rick, mm-hmm. when he attends those fights, even as a fan, because he's got brothers, yeah. right? A lot of family. That's a fighting family mm-hmm. there. But I'll tell you what, right? You know Randy Caballero is in the crowd when you see that big mob coming through Uh and here's the good thing about randy and i mean this we'll always stop and take a picture yeah always stop and sign that autograph always stop and say hello always stop and answers whatever questions you may have yeah no definitely you know great guy um it's even said you know he's he's been sparring with uh andrew cancio uh chocolatito um so you know he's been getting his work in and uh you know uh, the golden's boy uh matchmaker robert diaz Okay. He's 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 excited to be able wow. to get him something. Wow, that's big time there, yeah. man. There we go. Nice. Yeah, that's the nice. news. At least he's not, you know, a Roy Jones or a Mike Tyson. Uh-huh. Like he's a relevant guy. Yeah. But and maybe that's not as big for folks outside of Southern California. Mm-hmm. But for the Fantasy Springs, Coachella Valley, that's huge. I, I you know, something just happened. You know mm-hmm. what they say in the four, something just happened. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. Wow. All right, here's what's coming up, Rick. We're going to talk about the fight cards for the rest of the year. I told you, 20 weeks left in the year. Mm-hmm. There's at least 18, and you just a game changer now. Now we got Randy Caballero in the mix. Yeah. So it's a matter of time before they schedule him for a fight. We're going to break down what's left and who the super fights are and which fights, as a fight fan, you should have on your radar. Yeah. Right? That's, this is a lot of good stuff coming up. We'll be right back.
All right, Pacific Coast Boxing back. Wow, that was a good segment, man. A lot of news, a lot of stuff going on in boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so good stuff covering that, Rick. So here's what I want to talk about, or what we're going to do for this for this next segment, because there's a lot of fights that are being made, but I want to kind of take a kind of a 20,000-foot level view sort of, Rick. So just to kind of level set, as we say in the business world, there's 20 weeks left in the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. 20 weeks left. So whatever plan you have, you or anybody else, like, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. You got 20 weeks to do it. 20 weeks. Yeah, that's it. 20 weeks goes fast. Yeah. uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to lose 20 pounds, you can lose a pound a week. Yeah. And that would be 20 pounds. You'd be in pretty good shape. Most people aren't going to do it. (laughs) You know, Whatever it is, I'm just telling you, whatever goal people have, most people are not going to do it in 20 weeks. Read a book. You could say, I'm going to read a book in five pages. You got 20 weeks. All right. So, but here's the key for boxing. There's at least 17, I think I said 18, there's at least 17 fight cards that are made over the next 20 weeks. Now, three of them all happen on the same weekend. We talked about that. That happens next Saturday, in fact. Yeah. This Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, August 22nd. Um, Alvarez, Smith, Porter, Farmala, uh, Dylan White, and Pavotkin, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's not every single week of those 20, but there's also some that have not been inked yet. The Pulev uh, Fury, right? Yeah. I don't know if those have a date yet. Um, I think Spence and Crawford, does that one have a date yet? Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll find the date on that one. I, but, um, yeah, I, I, didn't, that, I, didn't, I didn't see that. But anyways, okay, So let, but let's talk about that. Okay, now mm-hmm. we're still going to do a deep dive on the really big fights. As we get closer to them, like we said, okay, we've talked about that before. But I want to just kind of do a flyby at the 20,000-foot level as boxing fans, okay, because that sounds exciting. Wow, 20 weeks and you got 17 fight cards. We're in business. We're doing great, Mm -hmm. right? (sighs) Except the devil's in the details, Rick. Yeah. Okay, because when you start looking at these fights and who's fighting, okay, there are very few of them except one. Which gets a gold star, yeah. That I would personally fly out and attend, or look to be buying a ticket to. So let's start high level super fights of the fights that have been inked, etched in stone. They're going to happen. I've only got two that are super fights. Yeah, and and definitely, I think you you have to start with um, the Lomachenko Lopez fight. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's that, a, that's, that's a super fight. So let's one. let's uh, let's just go back one mm-hmm. little bit. So let's. What's a super fight? Super fight. You know, you've got um, you know two fighters both in their prime, yeah. or or at least either getting there or slightly yeah. passing it. Right. Um, but you've got a fight where you know you've got twenty people. You know, it could be ten versus ten on who people think are going to win <clears throat> that fight. I would agree with that. I, yeah. I think that those are definitely some of the um, the characteristics of what would be considered mm-hmm. a super fight. A they both have to be considered at the top of their game or some of the best, right? Yeah. Or going to be one of the best. So Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko, definitely. Lomachenko considered pound for pound, yeah. depending what list you look at. Of course, on ESPN. ESPN number, he's one. Con- number, number one. Number one, of course. Yeah. Right. Wow. Shocker, yeah. right? Um, Ring Magazine has them listed. We'll have to look. I think Ring, yeah. Ring has them as number I think two or three or something mm-hmm. right behind a Shocker. Canelo. Canelo, Canelo yeah. But, right. Yeah. What a shocker there, yeah. right? Teofimo, not listed, right? Yeah. 
You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Tefimo's listed in the top 10, pound for pound. Um, I, I don't believe so. Um, I can look that up. We'll have but, to look uh, that up. Yeah. But but to your point, all right, so super fight, Ave, both fighters have to be considered amongst the very best in their division and best at where they're at. Mm-hmm. So, yes, check. Lomachenko, legend already, fought you know, world title, second fight, fighting Orlando Salido, etc. Teofimo Lopez, hands of thunder, considered to be one of the best. That's a super fight. And like you said, the result of who would win is in the balance, right? Yeah. Don't know. We talked to and right? We That was one of our five fights that we hoped would happen in 2020. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about it, we started breaking that down already because we knew it was going to happen. And we'll break it down again as it gets closer. Um, do they have a date for that one? November 20? Uh, no. For Loma? Yeah. Oh, October 17th. October 17th. Yeah. So, you know, so again, that one, right? You know, again, 50-50. So that's a super mm-hmm. fight. Okay, so now that we've defined what a super fight is, yeah. okay? Fighters have to be considered the very best or, you know, getting to the point where they're considered the very best, check, yeah. right? Um, there's enough interest, right? There's yeah. a, there's in from, from all around. So that's one. The other super fight is uh, Leo Santa Cruz and... Javante Tank Davis. Yeah, no. And that I think that be. has to be, cons- especially, sorry, Kuchar, mm-hmm. especially in today's today's boxing where we don't get the fights we mm-hmm. want, and, for, and that's another caveat to today, that has to be considered a super yeah, fight. Yeah, where these are the two you know, biggest fights we're probably going to get from now until the end of the year. Um, you know, there's a lot of delays on other fighters. Um, but uh, Santa Cruz and uh, Javante Davis, you know, I, I honestly, I could see that fight going... Several different ways, and I think that's that's what makes these fights, you know, great. You could see it pan out this way, you could see it pan out that way, uh, but there's arguments be, to be made. You're you're absolutely right. You can ask, yeah, ask all the the boxing pundits, ask whoever that knows boxing, and you're going to get a different opinion. Yeah, and because I'll tell you right now, right, mm-hmm. as a boxing expert, right, yeah. if Gervonta Davis, and I'll give you a little bit of you know, a little insight as to where I'm at with that. Just to show you, if Gervonta Davis comes in and makes the actual 130, mm-hmm. and they're fighting for both titles, which is rare, they're fighting for the 130 and the 135 title. Yeah. He comes in prepared. He comes in disciplined. He beats Tifim, uh, Tif, Sorry, he beats Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, I, I think so too. But um, you know, those those are some big what ifs. Those are some big what ifs. Yeah. At the same time, we know that Leo Santa Cruz is going to come in ready. Yeah, we know that he's going to be in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. We know that he's going to have a game plan with his dad and all his team. So we know that. Yeah. And so again, hence it's a super fight, and both fighters considered at the very top of their game. Yeah. No. Definitely. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, it'll be you know it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, just Santa Cruz is going to come in shape. Um, the the big is Davis going to come in in shape. How hard is it going to be to him for him to get down to one thirty? Um, Santa Cruz is probably the naturally smaller guy. How's he going to be able to carry that extra weight? Yeah, I don't know. And see, here's the thing. Um, and again, with all due respect, and we love Mikey Garcia, who was here in studio with us, right? I don't see this like the Garcia-Spence Jr. fight, right? Mm -hmm. Where I think most folks, even the betting lines in Vegas, right, had Spence as the the favorite, Mm -hmm. okay? Because you had, again, the rule, right? The good big man always beats the good smaller man. Yeah. 
right? That's kind of the rule, right? Yeah, no, that's yeah. the way it is, right? But in this case, right, we're not sh- any we're not sure how good Davis is and whether or not he's going to come in mm-hmm. as the better big man. But here's the thing, okay? We're gonna get we're going into the details a little bit too much on that because we're gonna get into that more. Yeah. So twenty weeks, seventeen, eighteen cards. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those are the only two super fights. Yeah, um, that's it. And now we're gonna go through the rest. Yeah. But 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 if you can tell me of another super fight, we're gonna talk about the the third one, which I think gets an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. But that's just because we know boxing, which is of course Jose Ramirez and Victor Pistol. But that's not considered a super fight. Yeah, it, it's just a couple guys uh, that um, boxing experts know. Um, but you've that's WBC. Champion versus you know number one, ranked contender. Um, it'll be a great fight, but uh, you know there's a reason why, you know not for the same reasons why Lomachenko and Lopez is on ESPN, but um, this one's on regular ESPN. Right. Um, for a reason. Yeah. For a reason because they know that it's not going to draw the mm-hmm. pay per view. Folks are not going to pay for that. Yeah. Right. It's one of those fights where you know I think they they tried to move it to. Was it China they were going to fight originally? And then the whole COVID thing hit? Yeah. And then, um, you know, Jose Ramirez, it's a big draw in in Fresno. Yeah. But, you know, outside of Fresno, you know, not too many people know him. No, not too many people know him. Um, You know, um, coming off of his biggest win, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And after that, right, or before that, not a lot of signature fights with a lot of the greats. Mm -hmm. Again, without going into the whole diving into the weeds. Yeah. Because the fights are not made, obviously, because of the whole sanctioning bodies and all that good yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, and I think then the next fight, you know, which is pretty close to this one, you know, maybe a a three B is the uh, Earl Spence Danny Garcia. Yeah, that that's a that that's another one, right? So that that's right. Okay, yeah. now here's why I don't even have that, and you're right. Yeah. I would have that as, as as now. I don't know if that's my fourth best fight. Well, it okay. might not be the fourth best fight, but yeah. this one has a little bit of intrigue. A lot more people would know these two names as opposed to, you know, Jose Ramirez, Victor Postal. That that's a that's a good point. And by the way, I I don't know why I couldn't think of it. It was Maurice Hooker that Jose uh, yeah. Ramirez beat as really his signature win, mm-hmm. right? Of course, we'd like to see him fight Josh Taylor, but even that fight yeah. now that would be a super fight for boxing fans. But okay, on to what you were saying. Yeah. Yes, they, they they have the names. Yeah. Okay, they have the names. Um, Spence, Danny Garcia. Why is this not a super fight? For in my opinion, is that I think that Spence Jr. beats Danny Garcia easily as the bigger man. The only question, of course, is that this is Spence Jr.'s first fight mm-hmm. coming off of the of the car accident. Yeah, and I think if um, if he had any doubt that he was healthy. He probably doesn't fight Danny Garcia. He probably right. gets a tune-up fight, you know, against a, you know, a Maurice Hooker or a, you know, maybe even Josecito Lopez or you know somebody that he's going to be able to outclass pretty easily. Yeah, maybe even name. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not Maurice Hooker. He's a one forty, but maybe like Amir Khan, well, like a, a name that he can I, beat. Right. But I, w- I was looking at the uh, the rankings. The WBO has Maurice Hooker ranked number four. In in the welterweight division, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it. Uh, you know, 
an easy fight. You know, basically yeah. the, those type of fighters. Um, this one might be a little bit better than than you might be given a credit for. You know, WBO has Danny Garcia rank one. Um, WBA has him ranked two. WBC has him ranked two. But yeah, it's definitely if Earl Spence is healthy. I, I, I like how you're uh, all of a sudden using the sanctioning body yeah. rankings as as, yeah. a le- as legitimacy yeah. to make your to make your point. It, uh, right. You know, I, if, if Earl Spence is healthy, you know he wins this fight easy. But I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure he knocks Danny Garcia out. I don't think he knocks him out, but he's going to beat him easily. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Rarely am I wrong on this. It's yeah. not a super fight because neither fighter – well, okay, Spence is considered the very best, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, the fight we want to see, which is not going to happen this year, is Spence and Crawford. Yeah. That's the fight we all want to see. That's the fight that boxing should make. Not going to happen. Not this year. Who knows when. It'll probably happen when they're both past their primes. Hopefully yeah. not. Um, Garcia is bet was better at 140. Yeah. 147 has not been his best weight. He's lost to Sean Porter. He's lost to Keith one-time Thurman, mm-hmm. correct? So I, I just I don't see this. I think he's undersized yeah. at the welterweight division. Don't see this as being competitive, even coming off of the accident. I think yeah. Spence beats him easily. That's why, to me, it's not a super fight. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, I can see your point, but I just hard to imagine that he's going to be 100% healthy. But it's been, you yeah. know, the the whole it's COVID months, and the whole yeah. situation helped him, yeah. right? Because otherwise, folks would have been they would have been fighting, and he mm-hmm. would have been dormant. So he took he's really taken advantage of all of this. Yeah. You know, it, it worked to his favor. Um, I'm, you know, it's not that I'm not a Danny Garcia fan. I like Danny Swift Garcia, right? Um, I just don't think that he would be considered amongst the very best at the welterweight division. He hasn't shown it. Yeah, no, he hasn't shown it at the welterweight division. That that's why, but okay, still okay. Twenty weeks left of the seventeen cards, fight cards that have been made. Yes, I have that as one of the fights that I would definitely yeah. have on there as as wanting to see. Yeah. Just not a super fight. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. But we, you know, but Teofimo, uh, Lomachenko, Santa Cruz, Davis, two super fights. Super fights, again, the other factor is the fact that in this yeah. day and age, well, we don't get to see. And the funny thing is, right, we were talking about this kind of off recording, is that all of these fights, for the most part, are all within the same promotional companies. Yeah. Which is the only reason. The Santa Cruz and Davis fight, yeah, Santa Cruz is PBC, but Davis is Mayweather. Uh-huh. And so those two generally have a pretty good working relationship. Yeah. But other than that, Teofimo Lomachenko, both top rank. Yeah, both top Ramirez rank. Ramirez Pistol, both top rank. So... We're still back at that same, you know, yeah. you know, garbage that we have to rely on the damn sanctioning bodies, yeah. right? Okay, let's round out. Mm-hmm. Okay, the best card, Rick, the very best card, September 26th. That is the best card that's on here so far that if it was non-COVID, non-pandemic, should have sold out arenas big time. Mm-hmm. The Charlo Brothers, five title fights that going on that yeah. night. Okay, here's how good it is. Okay, the undercards, under undercards, where there is no title fights, you've got our guy Danny Roman Mm -hmm. fighting in a WBC eliminator. Here's the cool thing, right? Because you were just making the point about all of your rankings and whatnot. Uh He's fighting a guy that's not even ranked. Yeah. Um, Danny Roman is. But whoever wins that fight is next in line to fight for the championship. 
No, yeah, you know. It's, so uh, there you go. Definitely. Uh, how cool. He's not even ranked. Not even <laughs> in the top fifteen. In you know, the, the other WBC. guys were at least ranked. Right. Know, but yeah. So how does that work, by the uh, way? So Danny Roman's ranked number two in the WBC. Yeah. He's fighting a limiter. Why isn't he fighting the number one guy or the number? Anyways. Uh-huh. Okay. Back to that card. Amazing card. Five title fights, both Charlo brothers, and both of those fights, by the way. So Char- Charlo is fighting uh, Jason Rosario, mm-hmm. and they're fighting for every title with the exception of the WBO. So they're all but unifying the one, uh, the 154. 154. Yeah, amazing. And then you got his brother, Jamal, who's fighting the technician, right? Sergei Derevichenko, mm-hmm. the one who, in my opinion, beat Triple G. Yeah. Those are two Damn good fights. The WBC, you know, world middleweight title on the line. Yes. Damn good fights. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you got the heartbreaker, Brandon Figueroa fighting, mm-hmm. who is the WBA regular champion. Yeah. Okay. And then you got Mario Barrios. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Luis Neary on the card as well. Who's that? Luis Neary? Yes. Yes. They're, they're, this was the fight we were talking about before. Yeah. Vacant WBC mm-hmm. World Super Bantamweight title. You got number one versus number nine. That's exactly yeah, right for the title, as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. It should make be. make sense to yeah. to, to do you one skip at one over and nine. the other. Yeah, like, seven guys. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter as as long as it's top ten. Be that as it may, yeah. that fight card on nine twenty six mm. is the absolute. Um, it's the absolute best uh, fight card. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely has you know a lot, a lot of big fighters. You know, you've got five world titles on the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's gonna be big. And that's a fight, right? And now that's a, is that on pay per view? Yes. Not sure the cost on that pay per view. You know, hopefully, you know, it's a little bit more reasonably priced. Because um, you know the, the Charlos, you know, they're big inside the boxing. Yeah. Fan. Right. But outside of the boxing boxing fans, you know, people don't know. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and again, right? Another reason why not a you know not a super fight yeah. because right. Um, we know them. We think they're some of the better mm-hmm. fighters. We know they are. But the guys that they're fighting, right? Jason Rosario, Sergey Derevichenko, not you know, not considered to be the very best at mm-hmm. that particular weight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, these are definitely, you know, two fights. Well, the Charlo Derevichenko fight, I find that one to be the more interesting of the two. You know, I think Charlo is going to beat Rosario fairly easily. I totally agree with that. Um you know, but the other one, you know, I'm I'm interested to see Charlo in in that step up in competition. No, I agree. I think you know, and I think it's a it's going to be a good statement fight because Triple G struggled, right? And that's a fair statement. He struggled yeah. with Derevchenko, which again, I think the technician won the fight. Yeah, I really did. I think Triple G won it because he's Triple G, mm-hmm. and all the promotional ties. So I'm curious to see if Jermall with an A. Is able to to take care of business against the technician. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So let you know we've only talked about a few. The others, right, are really just names, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Are really just names. When I look at the fights and I think, boy, are they going to be competitive? I'm going to go through by dates. Okay. Going okay. on what's coming next. Okay. Really good for you fight fans that haven't been keeping up. You're going to be totally caught up to speed. Okay. So this Friday, Sergey Maravilla Martinez is fighting. Mm-hmm. He's gonna win. Okay, he's gonna win. Yeah. He's gonna win. It's yeah. a, you know, obviously set up fight for his comeback. They're not gonna put him against anybody. That it, he's, you know, this it, is not a Sugar Ray Leonard fighting yeah. Hector Macho Camacho. Unfortunately, I think at the end of the rainbow, yeah, we're gonna see Sergio Martinez Chavez Jr. 
And I think that's very possible. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's coming. Yeah, that's fine. And yeah. I think that would be an interesting fight, you know. Yeah. Uh, 822, we talked about it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fight that you should be watching if you're a boxing fan should be the Alvarez Smith, mm-hmm. Rob Brandt. That's going to be competitive. Yeah. Okay, that'll be interesting. Porter uh, and Farmula, yeah, don't waste your time. Yeah. Right? No, that one's... Pour, let me, Porter's going to win. Yeah, Porter's going to win. Dylan White, Povotkin, that one's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just to see, I think um, Dillian White's going to win this one, yeah. but at least to see how good how good he is. Right. You know, how's he going to do against a, a Fury? That's right. A Joshua. That's right. You know, a Wilder. You yep. Know, just to see, because other than those three, we got to find somebody else to step up yep. and fill the void. Yeah. That's right. That's why that fight's intriguing. So yeah. of that weekend, yeah, I would say that one. Yeah. That that one I would probably watch if I can only watch one, and I can't go back mm-hmm. and forth. Uh, that's the one I'm gonna. That's the one I'm gonna watch. Um, Eight twenty six, Horn and Zoo. Horn and Zoo. And the reason I'm watching that one is because of all the trash talk that's been going yeah. on. Again, that's just kind of more more intriguing, more interesting. Most people, it's not even gonna be a blip on the radar yeah. that that fight took place. Okay. Eight twenty eight. Um, obviously the Linares Fortuna fight is off. Yeah. However, there's some good fighters on that card. Rashidi Ellis mm-hmm. is going to be fighting. Um, Alexis uh, Rocha is going to be fighting and Marlon Esparza. Yeah. And it's the only fight scheduled for that particular day. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, the zone one. Again, you're going to have to be doing the previous channel mm-hmm. back and back, you know, back and forth. Dodge your game to that, game to that yeah. depending on what you're watching. <laughs> okay. 829, good one. Mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez and Victor Pistol. Yeah. Okay. Funny thing is, on that one, I don't know if they really named any undercard, or maybe they haven't. I haven't really there, paid attention a, to it. Arnold Barboza Jr. Yeah. You know, and I, I other than he's Arnold Barboza Jr., I can't yeah. give you much. He's 23 and 0. Yeah. Um, but that super lightweight. Yeah. What's interesting, though, right? And, and I think that we have to really. Um, look everywhere is that what were the undercards for Balboa Creed? Yeah. Or yeah. Balboa Drago or yeah. Balboa and Clubber Lang. Yeah. Did we ever see any of the undercards in those fights? Yeah, no. It was uh it was just the main event. Yeah. And that was it. Well definitely for the Creed Drago there was there was that, you know, that dance number that landed it lasted about thirty minutes. <laughs> right. You know, but right. I think that was that that was the pre the pre fights. Yeah. And the only reason I say that, right, is is that I think if the fight is big enough, those fights prove mm-hmm. that there doesn't need to be an undercard. Yeah. Right? Because that was the fight. We didn't even we saw nothing. Yeah. We have to look that up to yeah. see who was on the undercard who's of those the fights. <laughs> um Jamal Herring, Aquendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. Yeah, it's just a setup fight so that Herring can fight uh Frampton. Frampton. That's yeah. right. Just a TV money fight. That's all that yeah. is. September twelfth. Oh boy, Andrew Cancio, El Chango Cancio, who mm-hmm. we like. We saw him beat Albert Machado mm-hmm. twice at the Fantasy Springs. And then Oscar De La Hoya said, Oh, by the way, right, thank you very much. We yeah. don't need your services anymore. <laughs> we don't think you're all that marketable. Yeah. And he was gone, right? Yeah. Um, he's the one that did not have an opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Or had an opponent, but the uh, I think it was was it the Nevada State Athletic they, Commission? They or, said no, you know, which is kind of weird. They they okayed him to fight uh, Saul Neno Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, I think he's from Riverside. Oh, nice. Um, you know, nice. So local local kid. 
Yeah, yeah, but they but somehow they allowed Sanis Estrada to pretty much you know like yeah. a lawnmower and, and grass against uh, yeah. that five and O gal from Oklahoma or wherever she was. Yeah. Same same date also from the bubble. Joette Gonzalez coming off of his loss to uh, Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, that's right. We saw Joette fight a number of times yeah. at the okay. Fantasy Springs. Okay, so uh, nine nineteen. Erickson Lubin, mm-hmm. an eliminator fight. Erickson Lubin is the one that was knocked out in the first round by mm-hmm. Jermel. Charlo, okay, Jermel, the 154 Jermel Charlo. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting, right? I, you know, love, I saw that, obviously, I know you saw the fight too, but that's one where put him in with Charlo way too early mm-hmm. and Lubin talking way too much crap. We'll see, but that's another one, right, where most people don't know who Erickson Lubin is. Mm-hmm. But I, who's on the undercard of that one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't even pronounce this guy's name. I know. Then don't. Don't even don't even try. <laughs> That's my point. It's it's, it's it, it, my point is, right? And yeah. going through all these fans, if you guys are listening, um it's good because you're getting to f- understand what's going on in the rest of the year, but you're also getting to understand the garbage and why we lose boxing fans, yeah. okay? But it's important. So let's 926 already covered. Yeah. Fight card of the year. Yeah. Okay? Now, you folks are not here, but if you watch us on Instagram, you can kind of watch and see. Actually, the angle doesn't show it, Rick. We may have to show all of the mm-hmm. different fight posters that are here. Yeah. But look above you if you can read that. That was uh, – and tell me who's on that fight card when uh, – I think that was the Julio Cesar Chavez Travis and Greg Hogan. Hogan. You've got uh, Terry Norris versus uh, Maurice Blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maurice Blocker, by the way, was the former welterweight champ. Uh, lost his title to yeah. uh, Felix Tito Trinidad, <laughs> of course, in, in, in San Diego. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Michael Michael Nunn da- uh, versus Danny Morgan. Azuma Michael Nelson second versus, to none out of North yeah. out of uh, North Hollywood, California. Ten Ga- Goose. Ga- Gabriel Ruelas. Gabriel Ruelas. Yeah. So you know, good yeah. undercard. Yeah, four. I mean, legitimate legends yeah. champions, right? That's how. Fi- and not to mention the main event, of course. Like I said, Julio yeah. Cesar Chavez against Greg Hogan. Greg Hogan. That see here's the thing. So that nine twenty six card is what I would call an old school fight card. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how fight cards used to be made. It wasn't one fight, one headliner, and then we got a bunch of garbage underneath it. Yeah. We had two, three, or four legitimate, and the fights were in question. They were in doubt. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just setups to something. Yeah, no. We don't get that anymore. That nine twenty six, the throwback fight. Of to, of twenty twenty, the throwback card. Yeah, we we just lately we we just get too many setups, too 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 many. Uh, let's let's pad the record. Let's let's get them to thirty and zero before we throw them in there against anybody good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, ten ten Lipinets against uh, Abdukarov. Yeah. Okay. Lipinets is the one that uh, Mikey Garcia beat. Again, you know. Okay. Uh, 1024, okay, mm-hmm. super fight, super fight alert, Leo Santa Cruz and, and uh, Gervonta Davis, yeah. okay. 1121, uh, Spence Jr. against Danny Garcia. That's the C fight. That's yeah. the one where now you are using the sanctioning body rankings to your advantage. Yeah. So good on you. Uh, 1128, um, Tyson Jones Jr., I mean, Badu Jack. Badu Jack. That's more of an, uh, of an event yeah. than an actual fight and yeah, an actual uh, contest. J- Jake Paul, Nate Robinson. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, don't don't get me started on those. Yeah, don't get me started. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, 12-12, This is a good one, only because I love this guy. Uh, Nonito Donaire. 
okay. returns for the WBC uh, championship. And who does he fight? He fights uh, Bantanovich. What? Do, how do I? I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name, Rick. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's for the WBC. Yeah. Uh, ban- I'm sorry, it's for the WBC bantamweight uh, championship. So it'll be Nordine yeah. uh, Obali. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good one. So yeah. it's a good way to end the year. They usually have a fight New Year's Eve out of Japan, out of Tokyo. They haven't scheduled that yet. Yeah. And then, of course, um, they haven't put a date on it yet, but Ariola and Ruiz. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be sometimes in sometime in December. Um, you know, in this, I want to see it just because, you know, you, you read off all these lists of names. You know, this is a fight where Ruiz should win, but uh, sure. Ariola's a tough guy. You yeah. Know, he, you know, he, he's been in there with some of the best. You know, and, and um, he's tough to stop. So it'd be interesting to see how Ruiz does against him. Fan favorite. We love uh, watching uh, Chris Arreola fight. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, when he hooked up with Goosen mm-hmm. and that last fight against Adam Konaki, probably the best he's looked, yeah. I'm going to say, in the last 10 years. Yeah. So if he's still training with Goosen, and we'll have to, and by the way, we'll have to have him on the podcast. He's a local guy. Yeah. No reason why he doesn't join our podcast. Yeah. And I think that um, I like that fight. I like mm-hmm. that fight for no other reason because it could be competitive, especially the fact that Ariola, like I said, is training with Goosen. Yeah. And so that, I think, has some potential to be an, an entertaining fight. And there's a couple of names. So um, there was a 12, uh, 11-28 fight as well that I don't think I mentioned. Um, Chris Colbert against uh, mm-hmm. Jaime uh, Arboleda for the Inter-Junior uh, Lightweight Championship. Yeah. And then, like I said, uh, Nordine Novali against Nonito Donaire. So there you go. Um, Also, one more um, that uh, we kind of skipped over, but uh, October uh, 17th on the undercard of Loma Lopez. Yeah. Emmanuel Navarrete and Jesse Magdalena. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's actually a pretty decent fight. It's going to be a a good fight. Very decent fight. 31 and 1 versus, you know, 28 and 1. Yeah. For the vacant. WBO World Featherweight title. Yeah. You know, that that's shaping up to be a pretty good card. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the Magdaleno who was beat by Isaac Dogbe. Yeah. For the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Which Amanda Navarretti uh beat, right? Which I still believe that Magdaleno was not at his best against that fight. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, I like that fight. Yeah. You're absolutely that's right. Good. And that's for uh, which card did we say that was? That's for uh, Loma Lopez. Yeah, see, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's 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 a good fight that's right good there. That's a right great undercard. The, yeah. That's a that's a great undercard fight. One, so at least we get two fights that are worth watching. Yeah, for yeah. that particular, which is and nowadays, like you know, let's go back to the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic, Rick, mm-hmm. and anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, it. Uh, you know, I think the the big thing, um, like we talked about off, off air, is you know we we've, we've got some big fighters that you know, may not fight from now until the end of the year. You know, who knows if Pacquiao's going to have a fight, you know, in, in 2020. Um, is Crawford going to fight? Yeah. You know, is is Canelo going to fight? Yeah. Um, even Mikey Garcia. Is, yeah. Is he going to fight? Yeah. In, you know, this year? Or, or mm-hmm. is everybody just waiting until 2021, hoping the um, the pandemic is over by then? You know, there'll be live crowds. Yeah. Uh, we, we still... We have speculation that there's a Garcia Campbell fight, right? But nothing's been yeah solidified. Yeah, we didn't that. mention that one because yeah. it hasn't been. They say it's all agreed to, but mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out the particulars of that. But you're right; that's a great point, and it's interesting because when I think about it now, it's like those are also guys that are probably a little bit more settled uh, financially. Yeah, 
Yeah. When you look at that, right? Canelo, Crawford, Mikey, Triple G, Mm. even the uh, the monster in a way. Something happened with this fight. Uh, Juan Francisco Estrada. I don't see anything. Josh Warrington. Although those guys, I wouldn't put them at the same level as Canelo and Crawford, and certainly not Mikey Garcia. But you're right. There's a lot of these big names kind of hovering that we did not mention in our 18, 19 cards. I think, Rick. Yeah. No, it, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's just um, how it is now. You know, we're, we're not getting those those big names. Yeah, and, and again, right, so we'll, we'll, we'll finish this segment really again. Okay, so that's great. Ten weeks left in the year, mm-hmm. a fight card almost every week. If I look at the dates, yeah. 822, 829, 925, 912, 919, 926. We have a lull between 926 and 1010. Mm-hmm. So you've got about a two-week break at the end of September until the second week of October, at least for what I have documented. Yeah. And then we go two weeks from 1010 to 1024. And then we go a month. Now, hopefully somewhere in there, we're going to get the Garcia-Luke Campbell fight. Yeah. Right? I mean, and and the Ariola and uh, uh, Ruiz fight. Uh-huh. Right? That'll maybe so that we're not waiting, you know, the three or four weeks in between fights. But then you get 1121, Spence Garcia, 1128, um, you know, Colbert and Tyson Jones, whatever. But for the most part, we're going fights every week except maybe a break. Yeah. Like I just mentioned. Unfortunately, we've only got two super fights mm-hmm. that we've identified as super fights, accurately identified as yeah. super fights. Some very good, let's just say, like you said, BC-type fights. Mm-hmm. Extremely competitive. Dylan White, Pavodkin, Ramirez, Pistol, both of the Charlo brothers. Yeah. Like, those are good fights. Yeah. Just not the super fights we wanted to see. We're fights. not getting the Spence Crawford. We have not seen the yeah. the Wilder Fury fight has not been inked either, no. right? Yeah, um, you know, you need these big super fights to bring in just the casual fan. The 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 Canelo, like you said, some of the yeah. names that are not fighting. Um, you know, now that David Benavides has you know vacated the the WBC Super mm-hmm. Middleweight Championship. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't even mind seeing, you know, uh, uh, Callum Smith and, and Canelo would be a good yeah. fight. And they've been talking about that. Make the damn fight, man. Yeah, it just... Uh, right? You know, it's it's these contracts and, uh, you know, nobody wants to take a pay cut. Nobody wants, yeah. you know, nobody wants to bend just a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the fight fan that suffers. The one that gets a, a break for me, okay, is... Uh, Manny Pacquiao, uh-huh. simply because, right, he's definitely at a point in his career where he needs to be very, very selective. Very with- selective. You know, he's up there in age, you know, so he can, uh, you know, he can take some time off. And uh, and, and, and I'm going to say the same thing about Mikey Garcia, and it's not just because we had him on our show, but it's the same with him. It's like yeah. he's got nothing to prove yeah. in the lightweight division, in the junior welterweight division. It's like, you know, fights of that caliber – these are, you know, Mikey Garcia, uh, Manny Pacquiao. These are guys considered top 10 pound for pound. Mm-hmm. They don't need to fight tune-up fights. Yeah, no. Let's see them against the very best. All right, Rick, what a segment. What a show. And we're not done. We have the stat of the week coming up. And then we'll wrap it up. You all set? Yeah. Well, Fired up. Go. Haven't yeah. heard the stat of the week here in yeah, a little well, bit. You know, it's everybody's favorite. I, I the the most emails we get at, at counter what's the email counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com mm-hmm. is give us more stats of the week yeah well people asking for them early you yeah know, they have to wait yeah don't omit them they're yeah. saying you know if yeah. you're gonna get rid of something get rid of maybe shorten the boxing news yeah right shorten the shoe shines in the corner yeah. 
right? But not the stat of the week. Yeah, no. We'll be right back, folks. We're listening to you. All right, Pacifico's Boxing out of Standing Eight Count Studios, Alfonso and Rick. Rick, stat of the week. We've already talked about the popularity of it, how people are missing that that piece of information that they can put in their back pocket and walk mm-hmm. around and impress their friends, family, coworkers with the information they have about boxing. Like, wow, where I didn't know that. Yeah. Where, where'd you, and they don't even give you credit probably for where they got the the tidbit. And but that's fine, yeah. right? We're okay with that. So they use let, it as their own. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They own it, but that's fine, yeah. right? We don't, you know, we're not doing this for for glory and credit ourselves. Yeah. So. Let's have it. What is the stat of the week, Rick? So my stat of the week for the week um, is most career defeats with 276. Reggie Strickland, he was a middleweight from Cincinnati, Ohio. He fought from 1987 to 2005. He finished with a career record of 66, 276, and 17. Wow. Now, so that's, you know, that's, I don't know, like, like 21 losses a year. Over thirteen, over that thirteen, over that well, uh-huh. like maybe eighteen years. So two hundred and seventy-six losses. How were his? Did he ever have any sort of streak? Now he did win sixty-six times, though. Yeah, it. Uh... Was there ever? You know, if you look him up in boxing rec, was there ever a point where he reeled off a couple of wins early? Did he? You know, a lot of times did he start off like twenty and zero? Oh well, um, from what I'm reading, supposedly he fought under a couple aliases, so he fought. And lost to future world champions such as Keith Holmes, Tavoris Clout, Corey Spinks, Randall Bailey, and one of your favorites, yeah, Raul Marquez. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not going to disrespect any of these guys yeah. because they all fought. They all fought professionally. Mm-hmm. I never did. You never did. So I give credit to them. But yeah, Raul Marquez, who of course was beat by, um. Uh, Raul Yuri Ramon mm-hmm. Yuri Boy Campos yeah. for I think the junior middleweight championship 154, who I loved. But so what does that say about somebody? I mean, is that is that a positive or a negative? You got you I mean 276 losses. You kept coming back, right? He kept coming back, and uh, you know maybe it was a, a decent living. You know, yeah. if you, even if you're you know in the ring, you know 15, 20 times uh, a year, you know you are getting. You know, money for each time you go in there. Oh, well, that's true. So let's just say, right? Let's just say, you know, two hundred seventy-six. So if he got paid fifteen hundred times, you know, fifteen hundred dollars, that's four hundred fourteen thousand. That's half a that's million. Not bad. And then, uh, you know, we're talking three hundred sixty-three career bouts. Right, three hundred sixty-three. Yeah. So even if he made, let's just say, you know, a thousand dollars, right? I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. Right. He's not. He's not doing too bad. Again, right? We're not going to clown or make fun of these guys. It's just the stat of the week. Stat of the week. But it's just interesting that 276 times. We'll have to look him up on box. It's funny that he's got an alias. Why would he keep doing aliases? They, um, they wouldn't. It's probably because the different boxing commissions wouldn't let him fight. Right. You know, one yeah. after another after another. And then he would slip through the crack somehow and say, yeah. "How the heck did that guy get yeah. through?" You know, right? You go to South Dakota, you fight, then you fight Nebraska, then you fight uh, Missouri. You know, they might not know what's going on. And and the thing is, right, just imagine, you know, being the opponent, just in the crowd, but even the opponent, right? And in this corner, right, um, his last name was Strickland, you said, what was his name? 
He was uh, Reggie Strickland. Reggie Strickland, yeah. With the record, imagine the guy that fought him before was 66 you know, wins against 275 losses. <laughs> That's why he had to change his name because there's no way that, that he would be allowed to fight if somebody said, well, this guy's got 275 losses? Yeah. Right? You don't think he'd uh, be able to keep getting licensed. And how many fights? Do the math on that, Rick. How many fights did he have? If he fought, you know, 66 plus 276 plus 17 no decisions, Mm -hmm. that's 359 fights. Oh, he had four no decisions. Four no decisions. uh, Okay. So minus three. Okay, so 346 total fights over an 18-year career. So he was fighting on average 19 times a year. Yeah. So... That I don't have to do the math on. If he's fighting 19 times a year, that's more than one fight a month. He's fighting every three weeks, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah about every three-something weeks he was fighting. Similar to what Mike Tyson was doing early in his career when yeah. he was fighting like every two or three weeks, mm-hmm. right? This guy was fighting every three weeks and, again, amassed uh, you know 276 losses. Wow. That is amazing. But, again, the perseverance and the longevity, so, you know— See, More? but uh, you know, one thing going for him: two hundred seventy-six losses, only twenty-five, twenty-six of them were by knockout. Oh, see that—that that is impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive. Yeah, it's still quite a few. You said twenty-six percent. No, 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 just twenty-six KOs. Oh, so he Out was. Oh, okay, so he was only a KO twenty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hence, that's why he was able to lose, you know, yeah. twenty-six times and have the longevity and the tenure that he did. Yeah. Because there's no way if he's getting KO'd, it would have been safe. So the guy could take a punch. Mm-hmm. Now, where is he now? Who knows, right? Yeah. We say he could take a punch, but, you know, who's who's to, who's to say where he's at now? You know what? Not going to go there, Rick, but good, that's a great stat of the week. 276. You know, one more. One, yeah. one more interesting tidbit. Yeah. His nickname? Yeah. Reggie? Yeah. All-time great Strickland. <laughs> Oh man, Wall! He, you you can't know, make this stuff up. And and in and in some ways, who could argue that? <laughs> who could argue that he's not the all-time great, yeah. right? In all in all honesty, man, think about that. Who could persevere for that long for that many fights, right? Yeah. And you know, he did win sixty-six fights, right? I mean, if you run into him, hey, I used to be a professional fighter. How'd you do, man? Did you win? Yeah, I won my share. I won sixty-six fights. That's pretty good. Who's gonna? No one's gonna ask how many did you lose. So his aliases were Reggie Buse, Reggie Raglan. Yeah, yeah. There so you use go. Those. Yeah, but even then, right? Even if you if you use those three aliases and you divide the two hundred and seventy six, that's still a hundred losses per each eight for each Reggie Strickland. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's still over a hundred losses to each guy, and even if you try and hide them, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's still a lot. Yeah. You'd need like. To be respectable at 276 losses, you need what? Over 10 aliases. Yeah, you would think. In order to be respectful, right? To be as far as what the record goes. Mm -hmm. But at that point, he was like, screw it, I'm done. Yeah. Wow. All right, folks. That's a good stat of the week. Folks, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. So here's the deal, Rick. I'm going to go ahead and set the table some teasers for next week because it's a huge show coming up for next week. A, we're looking to possibly identify a couple fighters 
to come on the show. Can't give names because if I do, it ends up jinxing us. Yeah. So we got that going on. We got a fan who's been very rabid about joining the show. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do that. Also looking at, by the way, about moving the show just for one week over to an actual boxing gym. And so more more to come on that. Oh no! That, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, the other thing we're doing now that we're completely set and we actually have a lot of our gear and we have our official Pacific Coast boxing T-shirts, we've got some hats, we got some coffee mugs mm-hmm. and stuff that are here. We're gonna do one of our first trivia's. Okay. We're gonna throw out a trivia. We'll throw it on Instagram. Uh-huh. I think that's the best medium to do it. Yeah. And then whoever emails back. Emails, not Instagrams, but whoever sends an email, because it's easier to look at the time, although we can do it with the comments also. But we're going to do email. Um, we're going to go ahead and send them kind of a gift package from Pacific Coast Boxing. Yeah. So that's huge. And then lastly, we have um, a charity that we're, that we're lining up with. And I'm going to see if we can get um, one of the one of the leaders of this charity organization to join the podcast and talk to us. A uh, real special person, so hopefully she can come on with us and talk to us about the charity, what it's about, and why it's special. Is that anytime a fighter comes on, Pacific Coast Boxing is going to donate money to this charity just for the fighter coming on. Oh, you know that that'll be great. Yeah, because we're not doing this just for us. Mm-hmm. We're doing this for obviously to entertain, to stimulate, but if we can also help people along the way then even better because that's what our legacy is about other than that rick how can people reach us where can they find us um if they want to reach us uh, any comments questions uh counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com um our instagram at pacificcoastboxing uh, our twitter at patcoastboxing and there you have it, folks. You know how to reach us. You know where we're at. Rick, I'm fired up. I'm excited. It's our 10th podcast, and I honestly think it was one of our best with the information and the energy. How can you not walk away from listening to this podcast and be completely in tune with what's going on in the boxing world, man? No, yeah, great great uh, week of boxing, and um, you know, next week um, we'll be even better. Yeah, and once this whole COVID and hopefully everybody's staying safe out there with all this madness, with the craziness and the civil unrest and everything going on. Once the gates open up literally and figuratively, and we start to actually attend boxing matches, you're going to see us out there. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to know us and it's going to blow up even bigger, Rick. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, we're waiting for it and, you know, hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. Absolutely. All right, folks. Until then, Kumbanwa. Good evening. Buenas noches. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Because if it goes boxing, we're out.